Welcome to Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I am Ryan Evans. While it's not practical or possible for every farm to purchase more ground or rent additional acres, it is possible for every operation to look at ways to be more efficient with what they currently have. Many times, increases in efficiency will lead to greater profitability and more opportunity for growth. But where should you start looking for places to become more efficient? Working to reduce waste is a great place to start. And joining me to tell us more is the author of a new article on the topic up now on our website at farm.unl.edu. Austin Durfelt is an extension educator and agricultural economist based in the southeast region of the state. Austin, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Yeah, so speaking of increasing efficiency through eliminating waste, that might seem daunting to producers, but you break it down into seven types of waste that a farmer or rancher may experience. So we'll look at each of those, but first you write that those come from a process known as Lean Six Sigma. So what is that? So Lean Six Sigma is is something that's kind of a standard in, in manufacturing industry. If, if you pop open Google and type in Lean Six Sigma, you're going to get all sorts of educational um, webinars that you can sign up for and classes that you could sign up for. But in a nutshell, it, it's a it's a process or a framework to approach this topic that, that can be difficult for some. Um, and so what, what you're really doing is, in you know, if you're an expert at Lean Six Sigma, you might say I'm butchering it, but just to try and keep it simple, you're breaking it down into two individual factors. The first one is you've got a framework to help you identify some problem areas. And so they've got some tools and some ways that you can approach it. But what you're doing is you're trying to go through your everyday process of, you know, whether it's for agriculture purposes, feeding cattle or unloading grain from a grain bin, you're looking at that process and saying, is there a way that I can do it better that's going to save me money? The second part of it is really tying into that. I've identified an area that could use improvement. How do I go about improving it? And so again, they've got some tools out there that identifying what changes could be done or how you approach it. And then also making sure um, probably the key feature with any of this is setting up control mechanisms. So once something is changed in a positive manner, it continues that path and doesn't relapse back to an old method that was inefficient for the operation. So broadly speaking, how can farms and ranches benefit from that kind of framework uh, through Lean Six Sigma? So as you kind of mentioned in the intro, I talked to a lot of producers on, you know, the, the farms are doing okay, but I'd love to have more farm ground because I'd love to be able to bring in some more cash or I need to be more profitable so I can bring home a kid from, for the farm operation. And the fact of the matter is it, farming is a very competitive and tight market. Um, if, if you look at cash rent prices, I think you can pretty clearly see it's a tough go trying to expand, but when you start talking about efficiency, that's, you know, throwing to the side what your neighbors are doing and just strictly looking at your processes and how you operate things. And the the benefit to this is 
you might be able to shave off, you know, ten twenty dollars an acre off of your operating cost. Just through the process of how you're using your equipment, how you're moving around from field to field, to a point where you're actually producing better to the point where maybe you can afford to pay some higher cash rents now because you've cut out some of that fat from from your day-to-day operation to make you a, a leaner and stronger competitive um, farmer or producer in the marketplace. Great. And you kind of have alluded to some of these already, but let's do go through the seven types of wastes that ag producers can evaluate in their operations that, that you mentioned here. So uh, starting with transportation, what's to, to evaluate there? Yeah. So with, with transportation, there's another one that we'll talk about a little bit later that's very similar to this. But when you're looking at transportation, you're looking at the movement of your, your product. And so in manufacturing, that would be, you know, if you're building lawnmowers at a facility, it's how often do I have to move the mower from assembly line A to B and move it about to the manufacturing plant to get it, get it to a finished product. For farming, we're looking at commodities and livestock. And so if, if you just take the example of going out and harvesting corn in the fall, think about how many times you're actually transporting or moving that commodity from place to place. You're going to go out and a, you're going to combine. You're probably going to offload into a grain cart, then possibly into a tractor trailer. You're going to auger it into a storage bin. You got to auger it out of the storage bin into a, another tractor trailer and then haul it to the elevator with that process of storage bins and, and moving things around the key with this is just to look to see if there's any redundancies that aren't necessary. I know a lot of guys that have small grain bins in order to keep the semi trucks moving, they auger it into a um, grain cart and then load it into the semi. And so that would be a question of, is that process wasteful or is that something that's time well spent? So that might be something that, would get tossed into a Lean Six Sigma framework. Okay, great. And the next area of waste you mentioned to look at is inventory, which you write is a bit tricky for some producers. Yeah, with with inventory, we're looking at the the liquid capital we have wrapped up in raw materials waiting to be used. Um, with with industry again, the the key concept that they try and approach is a just-in-time type of manufacturing facility where I don't have too much inventory, I don't have too little, I've got just enough to get that day's work done, and then I'll go out and purchase more for the next day to cover it. With with farming and a cash basis accounting, what we tend to run into is we, we get a lot of prepaid expenses and some other nuances that are built into the agricultural industry that kind of make it problematic for this. And so when you're approaching questions of inventory, my, my comment generally is take advantage of your favorable prices, but maintain a level that's reasonable for use. Um, don't go out and buy three, four years worth of worth of chemicals unless you know you're getting a rock hard bottom deal that you're never going to be able to beat it in the next few years. 
Otherwise, there's other things that you could be using that capital for that might be more productive in, in growing your operation rather than having it tied up in a chemical that you're not going to use until two, three years down the road. Good. And, and third, you mentioned motion, which is similar to the first point we talked about transportation. So what uh, is important to understand about this aspect of motion? Yes, with motion that we're producing now we're talking about the machinery and operators and this is one where you know me just driving around my local area I, I can see some room for improvement on this as we're looking at machinery moving from farm to farm sometimes I see guys roll into a field and then we get a, a field half done and then they roll out to move to to another one and some of this makes sense some of it doesn't but the thing that you have to take into account is um, the cost of traveling. You've got your fuel, you've got your wear and tear on the equipment, you've got the labor hours of paying your individuals in order to get it from place to place. And so, you know, whether it's looking at reorganizing or restructuring how you, you plant, whether it's longer term or shorter term crops, or maybe it's something of, for instance, doing a like-kind exchange where you contact a neighbor that's got some ground um, that's close to you and they've got some ground close to a farm that's far away from you. Maybe you want to talk to them about switching the ground and that's one of those things where it never hurts to ask. You're not going to be out anything if they say no, but if they say yes, you're going to save a lot of money um, in, in terms of transport or in terms of motion expense that you're getting to avoid if you can just kind of combine and consolidate your acres into a more, more compact structure. Great. And then another area of waste you mentioned, which I'm sure rings a bell right away for many producers is waiting. So waiting is um, sticking with the grain example. It's that going back to the, the example I gave in transportation, it's that tractor trailer sitting at the grain bin site. If you've got a grain bin with a six-inch unloading auger and you're trying to fill a semi, more than likely you're probably well aware of how long it's going to take in order to get that semi actually full versus if you've got an auger in a bin that's 10 inches, you're going to fill that semi a lot faster. And so what we're doing with waiting is we're trying to find a way to minimize the idle time. If there's a way that we can handle um, – more with less, that's what we want to do. And so um, looking at an operation that's out harvesting soy, basically one semi can keep up with definitely one combine. They might be able to keep up with two combines. And so is there an opportunity there that instead of having a truck and a semi waiting to get filled at a, a field, maybe it's a situation where I'd rather um, – contract with a neighbor to haul their soybeans as well and he can alternate between the fields more than likely I can probably keep up with that as long as this just isn't too much between those two and so it's trying to reduce that idle time is what we're getting at. Great that makes a lot of sense and then overproduction can you talk about this concept? Yeah overproduction that's that's going to be one of the I mentioned that inventory was tricky for agriculture. Overproduction is probably going to be the challenging one. Um, in commercial agri commercial industry, they look at customer demand for guidance. You know, if I'm going to go out and I'm going to produce new one ton pickups, 
more than likely I have a pretty good idea of what the demand is for those those items. And I know what the price is going to be based on the demand, and I can go out and produce that. With agriculture, we don't necessarily have that clear-cut guideline. Um, we're in a situation where we're looking at USDA projections and futures prices, and we're planting something in the spring, and we can lock in some prices to help, but we're going to be in a situation that um, based on that fall price, that's what we're going to get. And so there's um, the question of overproduction versus underproduction. I know if you talk to an agronomist, they say more is better. The higher your yield is, the better off you are. And I would caution against that. In some years, if you're shooting for higher yields, that's going to work out for you. In some years, it's not. And so when you're looking at overproduction in terms of trying to be a lean six sigma using that framework, um, it's going to be tough. And the bottom line is your goal should be to maximize profitability. And so based on the indicators that you have at planting time, you've got to make the best choices as to what yield's going to work for you based on those prices. The next area of waste you mentioned is overprocessing. So what does that look like in agriculture? Yeah, so overprocessing is pumping money into something that isn't going to bring excess um, value out of that product. Um, when I was in my grad school days working at university, um, one of the things we got to looking at and one of the things that popped up was with the chicken production, um, it, it came out that consumers were not interested in larger birds. And so to a larger weight, is is kind of a waste and so when we're looking at um, agriculture as a field process something more typical what we would see around nebraska one of the questions i would point out is um, in some areas no-till until ground produce the same and they have similar weed control situations your elevator is not going to pay you any different for bringing in a crop that was raised no-till versus a crop that was raised as till the ground. And so my question is, is that additional cost of tilling those acres making sense for the operation? And so it's looking at those types of processes that aren't necessarily adding value to your product and asking the question if that's actually something that needs to happen or is worthwhile. Great. And the final area of waste you mentioned is defects. So explain issues with, with defects and how that relates to uh, possibly eliminating waste on an operation. Yeah. So defects, again, this is probably one of those that's going to be a little bit more tricky. Um, the easiest thing I can point out would be when you take a low degree into the commercial elevator, look to see what kind of docks are charging you. If you're getting docked for something like moisture, it, in this case, that would be something that I would classify as a defect because it's not at the optimal condition. And so if I'm getting docked for moisture. I need to look at my, my processes and understand what exactly with my storage and harvesting practices are, are causing this and work towards a, a solution that helps minimize that exposure. Okay, great. The seven areas of waste that can be looked at for farmers and ranchers. And uh, Austin, in, in your extension work, do you have a sense of how farmers and ranchers across the state 
are implementing or are open to implementing these kinds of processes or, or these frameworks? And if not, what is your advice to them on getting started? Yeah, it's this is one of those things when you're looking at, um, it, it's easy to look at a situation where I want to say I want to produce, produce a higher yield talking about a process of trying to reduce waste. You're looking at situation where you're trying to change something that's been done that way for, in some cases, decades, you know, it's the way it's always been done. And so it's hard to see what exactly is, is causing issues in your operation from being the most profitable operation it can be. Uh, my, my biggest example is don't be afraid to bring in a, an outside person with a fresh set of eyes to watch a process and give you ideas. Um, one of the things I typically pitch is if you've got a non-farm member, maybe you've got a, a nephew or somebody that isn't from the farm, ask them if they want to come out for harvest for a day or two and just have them ride along with you and watch the process and tell them if they've ever got questions as to why you're doing something ask. And if, if you get them talking more than likely what you're going to find out is they will start asking questions and kind of, um, get a puzzled look on their face when something doesn't make sense. And any time where they start wondering why you're doing something, even after you've explained it, that's something where in their mind, there's probably an easier way to do it and looking at what your process is and, and getting some ideas of how you could change it may be a, a worthwhile endeavor looking into. Great. Well, Austin Durfell is an extension educator and agricultural economist based in the Southeast region of Nebraska. And if you would like to find an article related to what we've been discussing today, that is available now from him on our website, farm.unl.edu. So Austin, thanks so much for the tips today and for the insight. And we hope to have you back soon on the podcast. Yep. Thanks, Yaron. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.